The Astros are still in a scandal. The Cy Young and MVP award winners were announced, and we will talk about them. going on everybody welcome back to talking baseball it's a podcast we talk about baseball major league baseball sometimes jake tries to talk about other sports and we stab him in the throat with our words my name's john boy i'm coming to you from harlem new york and i have my co-host jake the aforementioned dude who we stab sometimes coming to you from denver wearing his uh breckenridge colorado pocket patch salmon colored shirt that I am a big fan of. How you doing, Jake? Good color on me. Pinks and purples. They they show well on my skin tone. A woman at the Atlanta airport said once, I'm good, man. Um, mentioned Breckenridge. I think we're going to get our first skiing this weekend. Excited for that. And uh, yeah, I mean, how about I, I appreciate you said baseball in the news cycle. That's something I like, good news or bad news. And a couple other people did say that. Um, but, yeah, shout out to football for trying to trying to get into things by a player trying to rip a human's head off and then beat him with the thing that was protecting here, his head. Here we are, talking football once again. I, I told heck? you. I knew you'd like that. Right. Uh but I'm I'm good, man. Yeah, we've actually we've got a little bit of player movement. It kind of it's it's been under the radar with uh, everything that's going on with uh, the asterisks. LMAO. Have you heard that one, Jim? I have. Someone emailed me and said, "Am I the first to do this?" <laughs> <laughs> I uh, it's it's so tough because you and I are like inundated to, with to a blind degree with it. But it's uh, now anytime anyone hits a table or there's a video of someone drumming or even the football thing last night. Someone's like, Oh, it must be a changeup. And it's like, that joke was cool for 24 to 48 hours. I think we got to start getting better material out there. Oh yeah. I mean, people have already, but that's what people do. They can't think of new jokes. So they just hammer the jokes they've heard. And I, I think I do want to give a quick, uh, an apology to Astros fans before we say probably more bad stuff about them coming up in a minute. Um, dude, it's got to be bad for the diehard baseball fans that are Astro fans because there's no defending what's currently going on. So the people that are defending on it are the breezy Astro fans that just want to talk trash on the Internet, and they're making them look awful right now. Oh, yeah. The casual fans are always the ones that make your fan base look bad because they have nothing at stake, so they just talk out your butt. Oh, oh, we, oh, we don't... Yes. Oh, integrity of the game. We don't care about that because we got a banner. Well, you don't like the sport. (laughs) I got news for you. You don't enjoy the sport of baseball. And that's what I like. Uh, What's going on in Harlem, Jim? Are you in Spanish Harlem? Can I start saying that? I don't believe I am. I think that's got to be Southern Harlem. I love Maria Maria. One of my favorite songs ever. Yeah, well, I like that song by Elton John where it talks about Spanish Harlem. Would you look at this? No, a couple Spanish Packer heads that like Spanish Harlem never been. Spanish Harlem is on the uh, east side. 
Dude, that that Elton John song is like is fantastic. Meatball down my pants make me think one of my testicles fell out. Well, Mona Lisa's and Mad Hatter's. It's a good song. Good song. Yeah. Like Elton John. Oh yeah. Similar personalities, me and him. Mm-hmm. 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 Mm. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Mm. Yeah. Yeah. What do you want to talk about? I'm going on Houston ra- two Houston radio shows today. Oh, man. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> you think they're going to come at your neck? Well, one emailed me. Dude, I, I have a lot of... Everyone wants to talk to me, and it's like, I don't know. It's not really worth it. But uh, I'm trying to find the email. They, they asked if I could come on, and I said, hey, Houston kind of hates me right now. Are you trying to railroad me? Is this a trap? I said, either way, I'll come on. <laughs> <laughs> just, just with like a little heads up if I need to have my shield up or not. They said it's going to be friendly. What, uh, what you were saying, and, and a lot of people just aren't looking at all the evidence, or not evidence, accusations, and I'll, I'll give Houston fans that. There's, it's just accusations. A lot of people, like when I was looking, like they don't understand what I'm doing. I'll say that. Someone blew up with Astros Twitter. They don't understand what I'm doing. People are saying things, players and coaches, and this is a little update, and then later on in the show, we're going to talk about Cy Young winners, some movement, and MVP, but people keep coming out and saying things. Like, I told you personally about the eyeline thing I heard, and the bullpen catcher in the bullpen, that came out publicly, so then I went and tried to find something. I didn't really find anything, because it's going to be impossible to find, but I just posted that Springer video, and I was like, ah, this is, he's kind of looking off to the right, but... We're not going to find any evidence here. I literally said that in the tweet. Like, there's no damning evidence from this. And then the whistling, you can hear whistles, but honestly, I don't know if it's just a Houston thing or if it's every stadium. I've only tried one. If you listen for whistling, it's almost like, holy shit, why are so many people whistling? Yeah. Yeah, and that's... uh it's kind of in a tough spot right now because, and I I don't want to give this as too much of a compliment to you or too much of an insult to other people, but like, I don't know. I saw there was a video on my feed today that was like a guy that got a video. And he's like, I don't know if this is something, but check it out. And like those people kind of aren't helping right now. <laughs> like if, if you just grabbed the video and like, like the video was Springer striking out on a slider, but there was like some clapping beforehand and it's like, Hey, we don't need this one. <laughs> we've, we've got other data. This one's cool for now. Um, yeah. And I, I think that's the only, uh, again, I hate going to bat for you, but I, I thought it was funny. The couple comments that have been like, all right, dude, like, let it go. Like, Kind of no. This is not only the biggest story in baseball. This is the biggest story in sports right now. Um, and yeah, like it's kind of cool for everything we've got going on, but also, a it's it's a big deal. And the only people that are saying it's not are Houston fans and probably bad Houston fans. So it's tough. Yeah, I had a lot of. There's a lot of Houston fans that are in a position. They're like, this sucks, but I'm gonna wait. And I appreciate that. Like, I'm going to wait until yeah. it's 100% or not because this sucks if it's true. It looks bad. I hope that it's not. But someone's like, you're putting your integrity on the line. Like me. Like, I'm going out and fishing for these. Players are saying yeah. accusations, and I'm just trying to find video to back that up. And sometimes I haven't been able to, and sometimes the banging is very, very easy to. Yeah. And, I mean, like, people. 
people within the sport are contacting you. <laughs> like, it's not. <laughs> yeah. I, I don't know. Like, it, at first it was, uh, sounds like the JFK shooting is like John Boy operated alone. Now it's like, <laughs> this is a very real thing, people. And, and the other thing, and we'll move on, I promise, is that, actually, I forget what I was going to say. All right. Nice. Fuck. Strong clothes. Damn. That's how you win the room over. Like, oh, he's... Where are you... Here's one thing that we haven't talked about that I don't think baseball has fully talked about yet. And again, it we're kind of in a tough spot because among some of the discovery stuff, of course, there's a couple opportunities to take a couple jabs at Houston. And I mean, it's sports. You might as well, you know, hit him in the belly a couple times, see what happens. But... Uh, do we, how, how far deep do you think this goes with like Cora and Beltran? Cause I mean, it seems like they're the originators and now they manage two of the bigger teams in the sport. One of them that won the world series the year before. Yeah. So, I mean, what I can tell you is that I've, it's been reported and I've been told that Cora was very much put this in place or was one of the people that helped put this in place with the bullpen catcher at the end of the year. And he brought the bullpen, the bullpen guy to Boston with him. So I don't know. I think it's systematic and that's the problem. That's the root of it. And it was like, it was a system put in place. And then that if true, if that, and that we don't have any evidence of this, just a couple hearsay. If the earpiece thing is true, right? That the bullpen catcher or coach was wearing an earpiece. That means that they heard the banging that getting faded out by the crowd and thought we need another solution. And then, like, you know what I mean? So that means this was like an operation. Yeah. And, and yeah. we don't know if that's true or not yet. But if it is, that's bad. Yeah, it's uh, it's crazy. It's going to be fun to see what other details leak out on this. Mm-hmm. Yeah. All right. Are we Why are you mo- smirking like that? Well, no, nothing. No reason. You just look like Thomas the Train Engine right now. One of my my first college Halloween costume, Thomas the Tank Engine. Yeah, you looked good in it. I didn't look great. I didn't look great. Yeah, Nick actually, looked better. Actually, yeah, those pictures are actually kind of hard to look at. Yeah, I got some tough acne, um, some water weight on at the time. I did change... I traded the Thomas the Tank Engine outfit for a girl that was wearing a sexy referee outfit. Oh, you did? Yeah, there's one pic of that out there. Nice. Nice, 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 nice. For the holidays. Should we? Are we going to a break, or are we going straight into everything else? I think we go break, and then awards. Stay tuned. We'll be right back with awards. All right, we have awards coming up. And let me tell you, here and now, I did not know who won what until I sat down at my desk this morning. Been so inundated with all this nonsense and going on interviews and TV stations. One TV station interviewed me, Jake, and then they just posted the interview as a tweet thread. I was like, we need to weed out what shows I go on. I had to talk. We got to, like, do some searching with Bill. Like... They said, it was a, with they said it was a TV interview, and they just posted the videos on Twitter. What the fuck's that about? 
It's a waste of my time. Another interview I did in Canada, they just didn't air it because the impeachment trials ran long or something like that. And I was like, God damn it. Can't trust those Canadians, man. I'm not making any breakdowns because I'm taking all these interviews. So anyway, so I didn't know who won. Do you want to do Cy Young first? Because that's kind of what I looked at the notes you put in the sheet, and I was like, holy shit. Yeah, and I, chronologically, we are a cron pod. We've always been a cron pod, and the true ones know that. The, the Cy Young came out on Wednesday um, and let's, I guess let's check the easy box, easy box first, uh, in the national league, Jacob deGrom won back to back NL Cy Young for your New York Metropolitans. They've got a couple NL East trophies to hold on it. They just need to get that ring now. Um, some of that's not true, but good for deGrom. He's a stud and, um, I don't know. Is he kind of like underrated in baseball? <laughs> like, no, was, I don't think so. He just, he just has the Mets effect where people are like, oh, and deGrom. Yeah, that's true. Because um, it was, I, I don't know, I guess it's just funny because all of the end of 2018 was people rapidly defending DeGrom or Keith Olbermann being a human idiot. Um, and they were they were saying, like, he's got, he's got the best. No- don't look at the wins, people. And most of baseball was like, we're not, we're not. We'll look <laughs> at the, the ERA and the other stuff. Like, we, <laughs> we got it. <laughs> we're all over it. Um so it's kind of funny that there's like that full defense of him. And then like we talked about last podcast, like, I don't know. You just looked at the number at the end of the year. And I don't know. We always expect Ryu would step up and finish stronger. Maybe Scherzer was coming up and he got hurt and it was like, well, here's DeGrom's here again. Let's do it. It's DeGrom's. It's DeGrom's to win. Yeah. It's funny that we thought there might be a shot. And then we looked at it and we we're like last episode. I'm like, oh, well, that's DeGrom's. So good for the baseball writers. Oh, let me go into the voting. Uh, I forgot. I love going into the individual voting. Uh, 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 I didn't I didn't hear any crazy Cy Young votes. I did. There is one silly National League MVP vote that I doubt you've heard of. So I'm excited to share that coming up in a little bit. Um, no, Yahoo Sports MLB was suspended. That's where they were posting who voted for who. <laughs> tough how did that happen tough break okay jake can we talk about the uh, i'll i'll dig into the votes and then we'll okay. talk about well, i'll let you find your votes on your voting websites jim in the al justin verlander one of the great pitchers of this decade and the second best pitcher on his team this year won the american league cy young yeah, this kind of shocked us. We both thought it should definitely be Cole. And I'm trying to look at the stats and figure out why it's not Cole, you know? Yeah, that's a good question. <laughs> that's, that's, that's a really good like question. Like, what did these voters see besides maybe Verlander's been around longer, Verlander's been nicer to them? I hope that didn't come into play. Obviously, it comes into play. You'd be naive to think it doesn't. All right, so here's what I got. I'm going to make the case. I'm going to act as a voter voting for Verlander, and I'm going to make the case for Verlander. Ooh, this is, this is fun. This is like high school debate. This is debate team. In high school, they put us on two sides and like cats and dogs debate, and they put me on the cat side, and I was like, I'm out. Yeah, 
you just lost a participant. They're like, like no, it's uh, they're like, no, Jimmy, it's like this is what you, this is what we're learning how to debate something you don't believe in. And I said, that sounds very wrong and dumb. Why would yeah. you teach kids to do that? Yeah. You want me to just lie for the point of lying? Like this is a real class in high school. I was very, I was very upset by it. <laughs> Teacher kind of was like, um, "Well, that's what debate is," and I was like, "That's stupid." <laughs> yeah, it is. Anyway, I'm gonna do it. Verlander. Okay, Jake. He's older. See, so he, you could have used that right now. He comes with more wisdom. Teacher was right. No, he's older, and he comes with more wisdom. Point one. Okay. Okay. One point. What he won one more game. Then Garrett Cole. Huge. 21 wins. Um, he played in in one more game than Garrett Cole. So now we he have the scale. 11, 10.2 more innings. Yes, more innings. Uh, Lower whip. He had two more complete games, and he had a complete game shutout and a no hitter. Yeah. I wonder how much that plays. A, he gave up less hits and less walks. And Higher war, Jim. He's a war guy. Is this box? He had no box. Ooh. Garrett Cole had three box. That's huge. Huge. And lower whip. You covered that. Lower home run to nine really we gave up seven that more can't be right he gave up seven more oh hits per nine hits per nine hits per nine higher home run per nine and more no less strikeouts so that's what they i mean that's i guess was enough it's pretty close it's closer than i originally thought but it's very close i mean Cole has the ERA by .08, which, again, I mean, that's super tight, and ERA is ERA is ERA. Um, it the, the bigger things for Cole is, like, I mean, he didn't lose, like, all all summer. I saw some, I think it was Mike Wilbon, uh, someone that's not a pure baseball guy but a good sports person, and he was like, hey, it's the sport of the summer, <laughs> and Garrett Cole didn't lose. Um he he rode that winless streak uh, from the start, end of April or end of May, whatever it was. Um, I don't know. You're you're right. I mean, when you just look at the numbers on paper, I mean, it is very tight, and Justin Verlander's very good. But I don't know. Cole was just dominant, and I I think like if you took a poll on the Astros, they'd say Cole, and if you took a if if you took a poll around the league, like. If you were a batter, who would you who would you least want to face? I think it's easily Cole. This year, for this year. I agree. I mean, Cole was the dude. He he had a winless or he didn't lose a game for like the second half of the season. <laughs> yeah. It's like 16 in a row. Yeah, I I I get the numbers mixed up in my head now because it carried into the playoffs and they started doing that thing, but Yeah, man, I I don't know. I think when when we look back at when we look back at this in a decade, like you'll say, like yeah, those stats are there, and uh, maybe the Verlander no hitter is a thing in this, which seems kind of ridiculous, um, because the the stats are pretty similar face level, but uh, 
I don't know if you were if you were if you were in it, you'd know that it was Garrett Cole all day. Okay, so I have a guy that we need to take his vote away from him. Okay. Okay, so you know you know my rule about this. If you're yes. not lose your vote for a year. Uh, yeah. Uh, I don't know what the standards are. If you're like in the 1% that didn't vote the same way as everyone else, right. you lose your vote for a year. Sure. It's called the dummy the dummy penalty. Yeah. So, we, if you what should we say if you have a guy like if you don't give a first a guy who gets a first place vote, a top 3 vote or something, you should lose your vote. Something around that. We'll yeah, learn it. We'll learn it, but it's it's definitely called the dummy suspension and Mark Wicker from the Southern California News Group, he gets a dummy suspension. And I'll play the dummy suspension sound effect we have. Thank you. Well, it was pretty quiet. Could you hear it? It was really quiet. I did not hear it. Gong. He went gong. Okay. Gong. Yeah. I just hit the T button, saw what I played. His name, did I say his name already? Mark Wicker. He is the Los Angeles Dodgers beat reporter, and yep. the only person to vote Ryu as a first-place winner in the National League. So we're going to the National League. That's what I have up. Every okay. single person voted DeGrom besides the L.A. writer who wanted the L.A. guy to get it. Dunce, dummy, suspension. Dunce, dummy, suspension. Okay, so we're done with the AL. We're on to the NL. We have our, our dunce dummy suspension out. Um, that's tough. That's tough. But we'll see you in two years, that guy. Mm-hmm. Did you see Sonny Gray got some votes? Yeah, Sonny got a couple votes. Uh, Soroker got a couple votes. Flaherty, Strasburg, Kirby Yates. Like, that's a tough one. Like, the Kirby Yates person should lose their vote. Who voted for Kirby Yates and where'd they put him? Patrick Corbin got a vote. Who it's voted like, for guys? You? Wait, what? What? Yates got a fourth place vote from Mark Wicker, the same dude. No, the same dude had Yates fourth, no. and Ryu won. Can you tweet it, Mark Wicker? <laughs> no. I think we hit the level. <laughs> no, I have two. I was many... I, with Ryu. I was okay, but Jim, Ryu I... and Yates. He's he got the people uh, need to know. He got Flaherty third, which is fine. <laughs> Dude, Mark Wicker, what's your deal? Who gave Corbin a vote? Can you get that one quick? Yeah, I can because my eyes are got to be a DC guy, right? Human detective work. Corbin, do you know what spot? What? what place he got voted i think it was like the minimum vote he could get it he got he got one point do they vote for like sixth place or they just vote top five i don't have a vote anymore. i don't think he got a top five vote okay so i so he must have got like a sixth place vote why would they vote on like your sixth best person he had one yeah, and that's uh, so a couple people reached out uh, and they were asking like, what what's the solution? Because we've with like the manager of the year, you know, we we saw Terry Francona got one random second place vote. Um, 
I, I, I don't know. The best solution in my head is like, let's do a primary and get it down to three candidates, and then you can only pick those guys. Does that make sense, or does my brain too simple? No, that makes sense to me. Okay, cool. Primary. Learn, learn that one in the history classes. Yeah, it's good shit. So you said there's something funny in the AL MVP. But let's not move there yet. I, I want to look at the AL. It wasn't the AL Cy Young you were talking about. Was my question? No, there's there's one comical vote in the NL Cy Young, and now I'm hoping it's that same guy or the NL MVP, and I'm hoping it's that same guy. You know, Mark Wicker. Mark Wicker. Dude, Yahoo Sports had all these up so easily, and now I can't find them. I don't know what website has them. If anyone in the chat knows what website has who voted for who, I can't find it. It's very bothersome. All right. So in the end, we're, we go to MVP? we're we're fine with Verlander winning in, in the end. I, I thought I was going to be a little more disappointed. Uh, it does suck that like Verlander's already won one and Garrett Cole like was the best pitcher in the AL, but somehow didn't win it. Yeah, and I, I guess and this this ties into the voting a little bit. I kind of want to see AL MVP votes because I feel like Garrett Cole got AL MVP votes. Um which I don't know. That would be kind of ironic. Like if he if he has more AL MVP votes than Verlander, which I think he does, but he didn't win the Cy Young. I don't know. Like you're you're right. It's nothing to get to throw your arms up about. But like I don't know. If you were a part of this season, it was Cole. Mark Wicker. I saw someone tweeting about him. <laughs> I'm sure he's getting some not fun times. Wicker leaks. Wicker leaks. All right, let's take a quick break, and then we'll do the MVP. All right, MVP voting. This is the biggest award in baseball. It's kind of like should be on the same level as the Cy Young. But because they refuse to establish what the MVP is and that pitchers can win the MVP, it makes it bigger than the Cy Young. It should just be the best hitter in baseball. Like, it's weird that we have, like, the best pitcher in the leagues, but we don't have the best offensive player or, like, you know, field player in the league. Yeah, they uh, we, we, we've done this a little bit before. It should be two awards. It should be best player and MVP. Um, that would make it a lot more fun. Um, like I, I do like the silver slugger, slugger and gold glove stuff because I, I think that's a interesting way to give out some some merits to different dudes if you're a fielding specialist or a, a hitting specialist. But yeah, it's and you know what kind of has ruined this is war uh, wins above replacement. Like that <laughs> that stat was made up to kind of show a player's value and. People have looked at that and been like, oh, well, that player had the most value this year. <laughs> um, so, yeah, you kind of screwed us on that one, War. Let's do the NL first. Your NL MVP is Cody Bellinger. Cody Bellinger. Come on down. He's a pretty good NL MVP, though. I mean, the Dodgers had a really good regular season. He went nut job for most of it. It would have been fun to see Yelich finish the season, but once Yelich got knocked out and <laughs> Milwaukee did pretty good without him, uh, it was kind of bellies. 
Yeah, but I saw something that was Yellick missed the la- missed the last two weeks, right? Uh, I want to say it's closer to three. Okay, three weeks. If he missed the first three weeks, would it have got counted against him in the same manner? That's what I saw, and I thought it was an interesting point. Not the same manner. Um, but, I, you know, I think your counting stats and stuff like that are, are impacted. But, again, that's where it's another gray area with MVP. Dude, Cody Bellinger's so young. He's 23 years old. Yeah. Yeah, he's really good. Um, do you think... I didn't, I didn't realize he was Brewer, that young. If the Brewers played like shit without Yelich, does he win the MVP? Um. Mm, that's interesting. So if he gets hurt in the Brewers, fa- Brewers, the Brewers blew it. Does he get more votes? Could be, because you can say, look what they did without him. He carried that team. Right, and now there's probably some dumb people saying, like, look how good they did down the stretch without him. Yeah. So the the games. What the hell is this? Oh, I have this wrong. I have I have Yelich career versus Bellinger's last season. Ooh, love it. <laughs> it's, like, it's not fair. So Bellinger played 26 more games. I mean, that's almost a full month. Yeah. Jakey math. Good job. Almost a full month. He had more plate appearances. Yelich had a higher OPS a higher slugging, a higher on-base percentage, a higher batting average, more total, or no, not more total, no counting stat he's going to win, a higher OPS plus. He only did all ha- the, did all dude, the he NL had, awards. He, he only had uh, three less home runs than Bellinger. Yeah, this was this was Yelich's to win easy if he didn't miss three weeks. Did the NL blow all their awards with injuries? Like Tatis was neck and neck for rookie of the year. He gets hurt. Yelich had like a mini leg up on Bellinger for the MVP. And then Cy Young, like Scherzer had a good chance. He got hurt. Ryu got hurt and had a little slump. Like <laughs> NL, you kind of blew it this year. Damn. Dude, I'm happy for Bellinger. I think he's a deserving MVP winner, so I'm not trying to knock yes. him at all. He, he had yes. a fucking fantastic season. But Yelich had him in a lot of these categories. I didn't realize that. If he didn't get hurt and he stayed true to how he was playing for the next three weeks, it was Yelich's easily. So that injury really hurt him. Yeah, and that'll be, that'll be an interesting week of this offseason or spring training when – Dude, Yelich's numbers are, like, silly. They're Barry Bonds stuff, so that'll be fun. It'll either be, like, this right before the start of the season or a boring week of the, the offseason where someone's like, hey, Christian Yelich is a real Barry Bonds. A real Barry Bonds. So you want him to take steroids? No. I just don't know what you meant by it. All right, so, Jim, here's where it gets fun. So you'll... Well, you'll appreciate this. Well, actually, no, you do have one asshole you have to find. Okay. Somebody gave Cody Bellinger a fifth place 
MVP vote. Everything else was first or second. <laughs> Someone gave him a fifth place. Like, yeah, like that dude should be in trouble. <laughs> you fucked up. Someone gave him a fifth. And it looks like you get to vote on top ten. So the other ones I yes. had. So who gave him a fifth? Here it is. Tracy Ringlo- Ringo... Oh, no. Ringo Losgi. Ringo Losgi from Colorado. He had Rendon, Freeman, Arenado, and Yelich above Bellinger. So he had Yelich four and Bellinger five. Yeah, I mean, you got to lose your vote for that. Dude, he's the only one that didn't have Bellinger or Yelich. Dude, why are such ba- so? Why are not all of them? Obviously, ninety nine percent of the baseball writers aren't assholes. But why are there like these assholes that get votes? The, you know what? It's not Bellinger or Yelich. People, they're suck. not even top three. Go fuck yourself. You're just wasting your vote. Yeah, yeah, that sucks. But Yelich had one fourth place vote, and it's that person. That sucks. Um, so Rendon had the majority of the third place votes. He had twenty four of them. Um, Kettle Marte finishes fourth. We we made some Kettle Marte jokes as the season went on. He had a crazy year. If you're a stats geek, go look up at go look at it. His season. Acuna finishes fifth. Arenado sixth. Uh, John, this is this is the one that had the NL talking. Because you're right. I mean, when there's ten votes, you know you're gonna have people that sneak in a Yasmani Grandel or a Strasburg or Eugenio Suarez for the Reds. Um, had four tenth place votes. The one that had everyone talking yesterday, Jim. Kevin Pilar. He got a vote. Kevin Pilar got one tenth place vote for the National League MVP. For his seven one nine OPS season with a two fifty nine batting average and a two eighty seven on base percentage. <laughs> like. Like that's brutal, and uh, I don't know, man. Well, let's like, look at it, that guy's who, ballot, and let's look at if he did everything else good. Then I'll be like, okay, Kevin, you Kevin don't Pilar get. Kevin Pilar had dunced. a one point war. Okay, let's let's look at the rest of his ballot and see how he did. Otherwise, a, a two ninety three on base percentage. Jake, if he did okay. everything else fine, I'm okay. fine with him fucking around with his tenth place vote. Okay, that's fair. He had, his name is Henry Schulman from the San Francisco Chronicle, which is Pilar's team. (laughs) Right. He had Bellinger one, Yelich two, Rendon three. All day. Marte four. Uh Uh-huh. Freeman five. Okay. Alonzo six. Yeah. Arenado seven. Yeah. Soto eight. Okay. Acuna, nine. Yeah. Pilar, 10. I like it. I'm not dunsing them. What I'm saying here is I want this to be the future. I want the top nine guys you have to take very seriously. And then that 10th guy, you just give it to who you like the most. Like, I'm wondering, does Kevin Pilar have something in his contract? If he gets an MVP vote, he gets 100K, and he threw this rider like 10K. He's like, hey, just give me your 10th place vote. That'd be awesome. I mean, that, that feels like a no-brainer. Okay, well, maybe um, Trevor Story has that. He got a one vote, a 10th place vote. Trevor got a lot of votes. Well, and he got one 10th place vote. Two. But he also got two 6th place votes. 
Suarez um, got some votes. Suarez, yeah. Colton Wong was the other one. He got two tenth ten spotters. Um, Goldschmidt had one eighth. Ryu had one seventh. Um, yeah, I don't know. It's uh, a <laughs> it's a solid list. The the Kevin Pillar. That's a that'll that'll be a running baseball nerd joke for the next year or so. I'm happy for Pillar, and I'm not giving him my dummy suspension. The voter either. Okay, that's fine. Um, who cares about that vote? Good job. Did uh? Can one of my? Uh, I'm assuming yes, and that's part of the reason he got this vote. Can one of my uh? One of my Giants followers or listeners reach out and tell me if Pilar still plays like a cool center field. Um, Why wouldn't he? Because I think the well, I think the metrics are starting to fall off, and he's getting a little older. I mean, he's he's thirty years old, so I I don't know. Just curious. Well, do you still play a center, a good center field? <laughs> We're gonna find out soon, I think. <laughs> All right, the AL MVP was an interesting one because you had Trout who got hurt, similar to Yelich. You had Bregman, who's amidst the scandal right now, which doesn't come into play at all, obviously. And then Simeon, who, like, I'm going to be honest here, Simeon just doesn't have the name or the campaign is kind of a two-man race. I haven't looked at the voting, though. So how does this break out? Anything interesting? We've got good news, Jim. Uh, Trout and Bregman got all first place and second place votes. Oh, we got no assholes? Um, no assholes. Uh, That's fantastic. Trout, Trout 17 first, Bregman 13, uh, and then vice versa for second place. Uh, Simeon had the majority of the third place votes. He had 22. LeMahieu had six. He ends up finishing fourth. Um, Simeon, Simeon's a really interesting one because he... He played a really good shortstop, and he had a really good year with the bat. Um, that's kind of one of those mental mind fucks a little bit, because I think when you think of Oakland's lineup, you think of Matt Chapman and Matt Olson first. Um, but Simeon did have a really, really good year by a lot of advanced metrics, too. Um, let's see. LeMayhew, Bogarts, he had a big year. There's Matt Chapman, George Springer, who if he had the full year, he would have had an interesting case. Mookie Betts um, finishes, which I don't. Jim, our our guy, J- Jeff Jeff pa- is it Passan or Passan? I always say Passan. Let's go Passan. Um, that's how close we are with him. Got to figure that out before winter meetings. Um, he had Mookie like fourth. He had Lemayhew like eighth. And and that one's kind of tough for me. A as a Yankee fan, but I'll try to keep my bias out of it. But. DJ LeMayu was so good and so solid for this whole season. And it felt like Mookie was gone for like half, not gone, but he wasn't MVP Mookie Betts for half the year. But DJ's not going to get, like, if you look at MVP as the best player in baseball, he's not going to get those votes. If you look at it as most valuable to your team, he should get those, but not half, well, it's uh, very split in how you look at it. I, I would counter you with, like, we. We saw it this year, and I living in Denver, I had a lot of my, my Rockies fans and sports writers bumping me and being like, yo, <laughs> you like it, huh? It's nice. And it's like, yeah. Um, but remember, we, we had the whole stretch where David Cohn said it, that DJ LeMahieu looks Little League out there, that he's just the best player on the field. 
Um, and I don't know. I mean, this is part of the problem and why Kevin Pillar got a vote is that when you do watch a guy every day, sometimes you do get blindsided by uh, whatever you're thinking a little bit. So um, I don't know. I mean, it's six one way, half dozen the other in the end. Um, I'm trying to see if there's any standouts. So Garrett Cole finishes one, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight, nine. Garrett Cole finishes 10th in the MVP voting. Verlander, 11th. How about that? That's what? Whatever. It doesn't really matter. But I yeah. mean, okay. Well, if you wanted to make that case, Ver- Cole won more, like more, the game, the team won more when Cole was on the mound. So MVP. But then the side, that's all. That's, all right. That's, <laughs> that's baseball, baby. Um, couple odd. Is, is there any weird? So, uh, Boston writer voted Bogarts third. The only third, yeah. the only third place vote was uh, from a Boston writer. So hometown love there. Yeah, and I'm. I don't know. I mean, he he had a good enough year that if you throw him in with Lemayhu and Simeon, it's close. But yeah, that's that's a homer vote. Uh, Justin Verlander had one third place vote. Um. Let's see who are who are our wild cards at the bottom. Jorge Soler gets a tenth place vote, but I love that because he had a big year. Like knock yourself out, Royals writer that put that in. Um, Detroit writer put that, it in. Ooh, how about that? Well, yeah, Detroit. There's a lot of games he had to watch. Um, Charlie Morton gets one. Sure, knock yourself out, Rays voter. Uh, Jan Moncada he gets one tenth placer. J.D. Martinez gets one tenth placer. Max Kepler with a nine spot, Jim. Yeah, Houston voter. Uh, Christy Reckon. Jose Abreu with a seventh and a tenth. Um, and Eddie Rosario with two eights. So there's that. I don't see anything egregious here. No, nothing too crazy, and you are right. I mean, once you get once you get to the eight to ten range, you can you can throw shit at a wall a little bit. Um, yeah, I don't know. That's uh, if if we wanted to throw our hands up on the Cy Young, Garrett Cole finishes higher in the MVP voting. Dun dun dun. I would have voted for Cole. I would have voted for Degrom. I would have voted for. Actually, dude, I've never looked at the Trout and and Bregman breakdown. I'm going to look at it, okay? Okay. Let's, uh, it is, let's see. It, it is interesting because you have Trout playing 22 less games than Bregman, okay. which is similar to Yelich and Bellinger. It was, what, 26 to 22? You have... Uh, yeah, something like that. You have Bregman with 90 more plate appearances. You have Bregman with... 84 more at-bats. Bregman has 12 more runs scored. He has a ton more hits. He has 10 more doubles. He has did four... Bregman lead, did Bregman lead the league in anything? Yeah, uh, I'll check. He has four... Bregman has four less home runs than Trout. He's got more RBIs. So he's going to have the counting stats, right? Because yeah. he played longer, but that's Bellinger had the counting stats because he played more games, but Bellinger won. Bregman lost. Trout had more stolen bases. All the counting- Trout led the league in on base, slugging, and OPS. But Bregman had him in batting average, had him 
Uh, didn't have him on base percentage. Didn't have him slugging. Didn't have him in OPS. No. That's interesting. I think we also have a factor here. The human element of the vote is that, like, everyone in baseball loves Trout and wants Trout to be the best ever. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. People want to say, I got to watch that guy play. Look at his MVPs. Look at his silver sluggers. Look at his stats. And this just helps pad to the allure that is we're watching one of the best baseball players ever right now. I think there's a tiny little smidge of that. Yeah, I don't know. I, I think we're we're almost going too deep into this. I, I think the two right guys won the MVP award. I mean, Bregman was there with a lot of them. Yeah, I think it's it's the same thing. But I, I think, like you're saying, they are similar when you start mirroring the games and some of the counting stats. But I think Mike Trout's 134 games are more impressive than Bregman's 155 or whatever he landed at. I don't have his page in front. But of then me. I would say I would go. I would go. And then I would I would say I would say Bellinger's 155 are more impressive than Yelich's 130. All, if, if, like I'm I, a, I if I'm a Houston fan, I think you can have a gripe. I think you can be a bit upset about this one. Four worthy guys. Yeah. They, they those those guys got all the first and second place votes minus <laughs> one asshole. Uh, Trout though. Can we just can I just go over this with everyone? Sure. Trout came up in 2011 and he played 40 games, not a full season, doesn't count. Didn't even terrible. Didn't even pass his rookie limit, so who cares? Should have 2012 him. Trout's rookie year. I won't even say All-Star cuz he's played he's been an All-Star every season since his rookie year. He yep. won rookie of the year, okay? He came second in MVP voting. In 2012. In 2013, he came second in MVP voting again. In 2014, he was the AL MVP. In 2015, he came second in MVP voting again. In 2016, he was the AL MVP. In 2017, he got injured. He didn't play a lot. And he was the fourth place finisher in MVP voting. 114 games. 114 games. In 2018, he came second in MVP voting. And in 2019, he came first in MVP voting. So in eight full seasons, he now has three first place finishes in MVP voting and one, two, three, four second place finishes in MVP voting and one fourth-place finish when he was injured. He's won a silver slugger every single year since his first first full season in 2012, Wrong. besides the injured year in 2017 when he only played 114 games. His career is incredible. Yeah. No no comment. Um yeah, he's he's special. I and this is it go go look at the baseball reference if you're a baseball person. It's fun to look at. All the bold italics for <laughs> categories he led the league in are pretty insane. OPS four of the last five years. Uh Jim, the the cool part for me, because he's he's been special since you mentioned his rookie year. Like we knew this dude was different. Uh where he led the league in steals with forty nine, by the way. Um 
In 2014, he led the league in strikeouts, which, again, not a big thing, especially when you're doing everything else he does. He led the league in total bases that year and won the MVP. Um, but he's cut down on those a lot, and it's, that's when it, things get really cool. When you see a special player that's like, yeah, I won the MVP. I had a really cool year. I got to all right, time to get into those strikeouts. Got to get rid of those. And it's like, oh, you're different. Yeah, it's crazy. Crazy. All right, we have some free agent signings and happenings that we have to talk about as well. Yep. We'll take a quick break, and then we'll come back with those. All right, we had some free agency signings. We had some qualifying offers accepted. I think the leading news stories are that Jake Odorizzi accepts his qualifying offer from Minnesota, which we'll get into. Jose Abreu accepted his qualifying offer from the Chicago White Sox. That's interesting. Will Smith gets signed by Atlanta and Darren O'Day also signed with Atlanta. They are trying to bolster up their bullpen and move fast because as we've said on this show multiple times, the relief pitching market was not big, and it's kind of done now. It's almost dried up. Yeah, let's let's do relievers in Atlanta first because they're they're kind of the two. Well, two of the major topics. A Atlanta <laughs> is the they're they're trying to get their free agency done with. They signed two relievers. One of them is pretty impactful. Will Smith. Um, he he was on the Giants. He's been really solid for a long time. I think it's interesting. He got more money than Adovino and Zach Britton. Not a lot more, but a decent chunk. And I think if you asked around the league, a lot of people would lean Adovino and Britton over Will Smith. Um, but I, I don't know. Atlanta, maybe they saw the market and they were like, let's do no joke and get this guy. Um, and that was obviously a weakness for them in, in the postseason. So, Good for them. I, I, I'm I kind of interested by their route. Um, but, yeah, they brought back Flowers, Marquecas, and they signed two relievers. I'm wondering, I mean, are they kind of tapped out? Do they got one more move, or what? what's going on in the ATL? Well, I, I've seen links of Bumgarner that there's a serious yeah. – that they're, they're going to make an offer, which makes sense. You have it making sense. So that's kind of cool. But good for Atlanta, man. This market was not good. Right, we said that a lot. Yeah. If you wanted to get the free agents that you believed in, you believed in, and they were—I mean, what do we have here? They were Will Smith was the like highest regarded free uh, free agent relief pitcher. Will Harris is behind him; he's still available. But then you also got Darren O'Day for you know backup purses just to bolster it when you got the top guy. Will Smith was kind of the top guy available, so. Good for them. Yeah, the the only wild card in the in the relief pitching pool is Dallin Batances. He's got dirty stuff, but he missed did, all of last year. He's gonna miss part of next season. No, did you um, hear the I, update? No, Dallin said he's not gonna miss any of next year. Oh, there you go. That's I, I thought I said that, and then you talked me off the ledge. I I heard. Well, I, I don't know if you can trust him. Okay. Well, he might miss start of next year. He um, said that by December this winter, he will be fully recovered from his Achilles injury and have a normal offseason by December, which I just find very hard to believe and also really good for free agent stuff. Yeah, or <laughs> could be lying a little bit. That's what I'm saying. Um, I think there's a little embellishment yeah. there. 
Um, and yeah, I, maybe I undersold Will Smith in, uh, a little bit because he's been Kansas City, Milwaukee, San Francisco Giants. If you take out his rookie year, which we just did with Mike Trout, um, he's at a 303 ERA. I didn't, do that with, innings. I didn't do that with Mike Trout. Um, you, yeah, yeah, you did. He um, run, he run, he wasn't a rookie. He just got, it was like a call up. He, yeah, I mean, that's, I'm, I'm taking out Will Smith's first season. Um, he started games that year. <laughs> he started 16 games. He's only started one since. So I think, I think that can be an outlier for Will Smith as well. Yeah, yeah that's fine. Um, I'm just saying Trout's rookie year, he yeah. won rookie of the year. Yes. Uh, his first season playing baseball. Let's settle there. Um, and Will Smith was great last year. 2.76 ERA, 34 saves for the Giants, 96 strikeouts and 65 innings. So good for Atlanta. Um, you know, he's he's not the flashiest name, but he did have a good year, and um, he's kind of a fun guy. We we saw him on a couple breakdowns. Um, hopefully, uh, ho- hopefully he fits with that Atlanta squad. Should uh, they? What is their identity? Went to high school in. In Georgia, Jim. Perfect fit. Love it. From there. Wow, that is wildly amazing. Can we get to these qualifying offers? Because they're what's super interesting. Yeah. You you want to go? Yeah, because we talked about this a little bit. I don't know what platform. Jake Odorizzi accepts the qualifying offer from Minnesota because <laughs> they kind of damned him by making a qualifying offer. Because the way we saw the market play out is these teams... So the rules are, if you get a qualifying offer and you say, no, no thank you, I'm going to go to free agency, well, then any team that signs you has to give Minnesota a draft pick as compensation since you said no to the qualifying offer. And the whole point was to incentivize teams to offer qualifying offer qualifying offers to their players that have been with their team because it's good if you have guys coming back and loyalty and that type of stuff well, and it used to be the the generic stereotype was oh our 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 guy is going to be here for the first six years and then he'll sign with the yankees or he'll sign with the dodgers um so when that happened the idea was that if you were the twins if you were whatever other team you were sorry twins fans qualifying offer example is that if that player leaves you still get a first round pick so you could build your farm system and things like that now those used to be a lot less (laughs) valuable in major league baseball now they are a pretty decent form of currency yeah the draft picks and trades and all that we've learned that they're they're super huge and Keuchel didn't get signed because he had a draft pick attached to him. And a lot of other guys, Moustakis, didn't get signed because he had a draft pick attached to him. So if Odorizzi says no to this qualifying offer, teams may want to pay him the same money or more, but they don't want to do it with that draft pick attached, and he could be waiting all winter. So his hands are kind of tied because he's pretty deep on the free agent pool right now, and he's got a draft ticket patch, so he's just like, I have to take this because this is money on the table right now. So the qualifying offer system kind of sucks. A lot of systems in the CBA suck right now. Good for Jake Odorizzi because it is a decent chunk of money, and he does get to stay and be with his team. And good for Minnesota for the fans that like Odorizzi and bad for the fans that don't like him. I'm not sure how many go each way. But it is just such an interesting trickle effect with the CBA and all the rules and shit. Yeah, and it's it's strong. Uh, the the thing that is saving the qualifying offer currently is that you can only be offered it once. 
So Oda Rizzi, he can be offered it this year. He accepted it. So if he goes out and he has another good year, he will hit free agency with with no hassle or anything. Um, it's kind of tough because he he probably could have gotten a a four year fifteen year four four year fifteen. I don't know three fifteen four for twelve, um, and kind of would have been his last contract. And now he's got to go out and do it again. Uh, so so we'll see. Hopefully it ends well. Um, and yeah, I think if you're the other starting pitchers, you're you're a little excited. If you're the if you're that second tier, if you're the reuse, um, if you are the Kershaws, that that kind of tier, I you know that's that's one other one less guy who's fighting for money from a team like the Twins that probably wasn't going to go out and and shell out money for for someone they weren't familiar with. I don't know. Maybe that got a little weird at the end. You don't um, know. So w- tell me about yeah. this Abreu one. He accepts the qualifying offer. Because no one wants a DH anymore. Same reason yeah. why J.D. Martinez didn't opt out of the Red Sox. He saw the market for first base slash DH guys and said, oh, shit, no one really has a spot or wants this. So I'll just opt back into the Red Sox contract, which is good money. And I think Abreu probably saw the same thing, and his team was like, uh... This is the only team that really needs you. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, I mean, the, the teams that are looking for DHs are the White Sox in Texas, and basically Chicago kind of brought theirs back. Jose Abreu did play 125 games at first base. He's not special over there. I, I think he could probably pick it for another year, maybe two. Um, he's he's going to be 33 next season. Uh, so, yeah, th- this one's kind of tough for me because it's nice that he stays in Chicago with the White Sox. Um, and he's he's about as steady as a hitter as they come. Uh, casually did lead the league in RBIs this year. Uh, so, yeah, I, I don't know. It, it's nice for that part of it. For Jose Abreu, uh, again, another guy that you hope he has another solid Jose Abreu year because if he goes into next year going to be 34, can't really play first base anymore, <laughs> um, like his market's going to suck. Yeah. Uh, so that's... That's uh that's the tough part of this whole qualifying offer thing. Yep. And then I mean, yeah, that's interesting. But yeah. He better have a good year. Have a good year and go go get a two year good money or three year decent money contract to DH first base somewhere after that. But yeah, it's it's uh I and and that's I, I think most of you are with us, but if if that would be the overlying thing, this if Jose Abreu hit free agency this year, he probably gets three years, fifteen mil per. Um, instead, he's getting one for seventeen, one for eighteen essentially, which is more for this year. But if he has a bad year, he might <laughs> screw himself. He'll have a great year. Going to get Puig yeah. in right field. They're going to have fun. Go. Puig. They'll have like a little. Yeah, they got a Cuban connection. Moncada got MVP votes. So this Huge. this big graph, I don't know who made this, but I'd give him a shout out if his name was on here. John Becker, that's who it is. My uh, sophomore biology teacher. Here are the teams that are out, according to John Becker, who's done a great job keeping up with this, on Garrett Cole. Baltimore, Toronto, yep. Detroit. Seattle, Colorado, fully out, Jake. Okay? Just okay. keeping everyone up to date. And that's all. That was that update. Okay, interesting. <laughs> um, I'm going to rule out Kansas City. Um, 
I, I didn't see them. Uh, yeah, I don't know. And I, I think how about how about this to, to kind of tie things off a little bit? A, what you said with J.D. Martinez accepting his option, not a huge market for DHs right now. Um, and the other – so the guys that do have qualifying offers attached to them, and it's something to watch – Cole, Rendon, Strasburg, it's not going to matter at all. Nope. Um, do you think it affects Wheeler at all? No. No, because I, 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 I'm with you. I think a team falls in love with him a little bit. Um, what about Bumgarner Donaldson? Yeah, maybe a little bit. Like money-wise, it feels like you want to get those guys into camp a little bit, but it, it – I mean, someone like Josh Donaldson – you know, you're going to sign him, what, two, three years? He's kind of getting older. He's got a little bit of an injury history. To te- Teams might be a little fickle over that first-round first pick. Um, and the only other guy out there is Marcel Ozuna, um, which I don't know. He, he's going to be an interesting one to watch. I don't think it affects him. If, if you convince yourself that he's going to be your slashing right fielder for the next four seasons, I, I think you're okay with giving it up. Yeah, I think so. I think so as well. I have uh do one more thing and then we'll end this. But this is, I think, if I keep up with this over the offseason, and I'm not keeping up with it, John Becker is, <clears throat> but I'll share it. Yeah. He, he, has, <clears throat> he has in here, team has a legitimate shot, has made an offer, or are in the top candidates. And there's a couple now that he has. Brett Gardner okay. and the Yankees. It's kind of obvious, yes. but there's been reports now that they are working on something. He has Madison Bumgarner and the Atlanta Braves. The Braves have made... They are a top tier candidate. They've have interest. It's like noted, right? Yeah, uh, he like he likes the AL East for Mad Bum, huh? Or the NL East? Does he? Yeah, he's got he's got Atlanta with the green, but he's got Philly and Washington with the baby blue, which is interested. <laughs> yeah, but it's not him. Then he links the tweets if you click those the blue. Right, right, have right. That. Uh, Strasburg with Washington, and that's because. They made an offer already. Yep. And then there was another one that was interesting to me. Oh, Howie Kendrick with the Tampa Bay Rays. Hmm. Yeah, I mean, it could be a Rays move. I, I guess if you're fully bought into what Howie Kendrick was last year and you're not one of the front offices saying he's older and he's going to regress back to the mean, yeah, I, I guess that would that would be a good Rays risk-reward move. Like, if you get the, the 950 OPS Howie Kendrick, yeah. And then for, for Alex Gordon, what's going on with Alex Gordon? He's got team is out on player and is not interested for every single team in the league. And then he has the Royals as being very interested. Has every other team come out and said no to Alex Gordon? <laughs> I don't, I don't know. Feel, feels a little Wainwright-ish. Um, oh, by the way, Adam Wainwright resigned with the Cardinals. So that's good. And Ryan Zimmerman has interest from the Washington nationals, Mr. National. Yeah, I bet. Yeah, I bet. So that's the end of that. And that's the end of the show. And we thank you for hanging out with us. And we appreciate it. And Jake, any final words? Uh, thanks for seeing us. We'll see you guys, what, Monday, Tuesday? We'll, we'll see if there's any other breaking news. Yeah, let's we'll, get a trade. Let's get a trade. We'll be back Monday, and then Jake and I will be traveling, and we'll maybe do some shows together later on. Yeah, if you're, if you're one of our GMs that listens, do a trade. That way we'll know you're a fan. Thank you. Thank you, all our GMs that listened. Do the trade. Jake's out.